Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenics. All right, episode 30 of the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Cigenics, Price Atkinson, Joe Calabrese, joined this week by with our special guest, Joe, 2010 Olympian, Christopher Plies, who uh, spent some time with out in Utah this weekend. We got a, uh, a early edition, as we told you, we would be coming to you here a lot more often once the Olympics gets going, and that is exactly what we're going to do over the next uh, week or so is we'll podcast uh, every other day, every third day or something like that, but you will get more from us here at the Extra Extra Inn. But Joe, Chris, welcome in. We have got the mixed doubles. It is officially in the books. We have our medalist as we get ready for the team competition to begin tonight. Welcome in. How are you both? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Joe, what's shaking, my man? Yeah, it's another day, another dollar here in Rochester. Uh, excited to uh, be back on with you at the podcast. All right. Well, Plies was giving me gave me a little bit of a hard time as we were in Park City this past weekend for a uh, one of the last Team USA Winterfest events, and we wrapped up with the Team USA Curling Challenge presented by Oreo. Chris was there, uh, Jenna Martin, Vicky Persinger, Tom Howell. Those were our four celebrity skips, if you will, uh, partnered with our four sweepstakes winners. We'll get into that in a second, but Plies. Gave me a little bit of a hard time, Joe. He said, look, dude, why you why you want to neglect? Why you want to leave a brother out? And said, you never had me on. We had to rectify this within days. I mean, I found out about this Saturday late afternoon, and here we are on Tuesday rectifying the problem. Chris, I'm sorry it took so long, buddy, but we've now fixed that problem. Yeah, it's all good. You know, I just, I had seen Richie ruin around her a couple times. I was like, <laughs> man, like, what is this? Well, you look, in fairness, you know, he hacked into the podcast that last time, okay, trying to do the get the podcast bump for you, your team, Team McCormick, uh, going into the trial. So I would have to say that second and last appearance was really in benefit or trying to benefit you guys, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think uh, there might have been some personal stuff in there. Richie's always trying to sneak his way in somewhere, so um, – but we we appreciate it. We love Richie, um, and he did you know he did a bang up job with the trials. So I guess I can't say too much bad about him. Yeah, and Joe uh, Tom Howell also uh, he kind of gave me uh, needled me a little bit, and I said, well, if we had you on, he said, no, what's going on? And I, I mean, literally, you're sitting at the table, and I'm finding all this out that there's a little bit of built up animosity 
toward uh, you and me in the extra end. So that's why we are fixing some – we are righting some wrongs this week, guys. Yeah, you know, there might not be enough time for us to get all these people into the podcast. We're looking for that good mojo. Dude, we can, we can, we got this. I mean, we totally got this. We got plies with us. So, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Joe, we were out in Park City. Had a great time, man. Uh, the Team USA folks, Oreo, everybody around the event. It was just – it was awesome. And, uh, you know, Chris, let's give credit where credit's due, Joe. Young Christopher Plies, he takes home a title this weekend as he skips his team with a uh, former Olympian. Now, this is crazy, but Stacy uh, Fuchsgruber, who was one of the four sweepstakes winners out of over 13,000 people, and I'm not, this was not, this was not planned, this was not handpicked this way. Four random winners were chosen out of thir- over 13,000 applicants. Stacy Fuchsgruber, who was a two, was a 1998 Olympian, Curled for Team USA was one of the four winners. Partnered with Young Chris Plies, and they win the Team USA Curling Challenge presented by Oreo. How about that? That's quite the accomplishment. You got quite the ringer there, Chris. Yeah, and I have to say, I think she might have been O two as well. Um, so I mean, she when I found out she was coming uh, with me, it was. I mean, I honestly kind of thought it was over before we even started. Uh, I guess it was right. Yeah, see, I mean, the trash talk continues, Joe, because he talked it all afternoon about a two-and-a-half-hour competition, thought we were playing a full-blown 10-in curling game as we were street curling there in the Main Street area of Park City. But Chris trash talks his way past the entire field. Uh, Tom took it in stride. I mean, it was in- incredible, complete gentleman at the end as Tom Howell and his partner, uh, Tyler, were defeated in the final. But... Chris, just tell us, the mindset going in, you weren't going to be defeated, brother. I mean, it was clear that you were gunning for the win. You know, it was. I I wish I would have had one of those. uh, But going in, I I didn't feel like we were getting enough respect. I wish I would have had one of those dog masks like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles had going into the Super Bowl. Um, But we knew. We knew we were going to be ready to go. And, uh, you know, Stacy. I mean, I might need to hit her up for some mixed doubles because we just seemed to have some – Straight up chemistry. It was it was fun. Dude, look out, Joe. Look out. He may have found a doubles <laughs> partner. And, you know, uh, not to mention, I mean, he almost ruined the game a few times because the way he was throwing those rocks down, you know, Chris is known to throw a pistol or two. He threw a few of them uh, on the sheet. It was, we, it was a little bit covered with snow as we had a little bit of snow a couple times. Damn near broke the whole board, so we were able to finish. Nothing got uh, split in half, but, dude, just real quick, I'm still hearing the tunes in my head. How wicked good was Good Charlotte? That was fun, man. That was it, it brought me right back to, like, middle school and high school and, uh, you know, just being there in Park City, such a such a cool town and cool setting, and Team USA having all those other Olympians and um, – yeah, it was just a special special place to be. I felt very lucky to be out there. Yeah, it was cool. Good Charlotte wrapped it up with the concert there. But, Joe, I neglected. Last week, Jessica Schultz uh, was with me. You uh, had the week off. But last week, I uh, faux pas on my part. Totally forgot. We had a couple national champions crowned, and I neglected to mention and congratulate uh, our new junior national champions, Team Stopair and Steam, Team Bear. We got to send out a special congratulations to him right now. Junior national champions winning it in Detroit. How about that? Oh, that's uh, quite the accomplishment. I think that's a, a repeat for Stopera. Is that oh, right? Yeah, yeah. They uh, won yep. last year. Those guys, dude. They, I mean, I I know there's some other good teams in the field, but I don't. We were you and I. We talked about this in advance. I mean, it was they were the unquestioned. They, they were just not going to be denied. 
that certainly seems that way. I mean, they, they just uh, have such great chemistry and they have such great experience. It doesn't surprise me that they repeat it. What do you think about those guys, Chris? I mean, they've been playing together for a little while, dude. They, like Joe said, they got great chemistry. Uh, really good coach, Mark Lazar. I mean, they, you know, now you add uh, uh, Young Kloss into the mix as their fifth, so to speak. I mean, that that's a solid young team, the future USA Curling. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, you know, I was going to say Lasers uh, really done a nice job too, kind of getting those boys, um, you know helping them with their putting their schedules together and just getting them ready to play. Um, you know, I got, I love Mark. He's a, he's a great dude. And, uh, those guys are, they're getting better and better all the time. So, uh, I'd love to see, love to see them. I know they were, they were close last year, um, to bring home the title at the worlds. And I really hope that maybe this is the year that they can, uh, that they can do that. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, and then Team Madison Bear seven to four over Abby Kitchen. So Stopair and Bear, the junior national champions. And so want to make sure we send out uh, congratulations to both of them if they are listening or their families or friends. But guys, mixed doubles is in the book. Uh, I don't know if you guys were up early this morning. History, obviously, but with the first mixed doubles in the Olympics in that first gold medal. That now belongs to Johnny Moe, John Morris, and Caitlin Laws. Really got out of hand there. Uh, what was it in the third end, I believe, where it got really ugly, and that was basically where Johnny Moe and, and Caitlin, after losing their very first game of the Olympics, they did not taste defeat, but just, look, they ran roughshod over the field. Heck of a performance. Congratulations to them. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, those two players are – you know, I know a lot of teams are specializing in mixed doubles and stuff, but when you put two shooters like that together, I mean, I just, I mean, what can you do? They're, they're super solid. Um, and, uh, man, yeah, it's, they were going to be, everybody knew they are going to be tough to beat going in, and they definitely uh, lived up to the hype. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I was about to say, I think, you know, I watched that game early this morning and, you know, we kind of heard that Caitlin had been struggling a little bit, but boy, was she on fire um, during this game. I mean, it seemed like every hit was made with precision. Uh, I particularly remember one, I think it was in the fifth end. She had to come around a corner guard with a kind of a half weight hit yeah. uh, for two and she made it beautifully. And, and, you know, just, it seemed like they were on the right side of every inch and, and Martin Rios was really struggling, uh, particularly on some takeouts and, uh, missed uh, what they thought was going to be a triple. The announcers thought was going to be a triple. Uh, just flashed it wide, and it seemed like he was wide on a lot of his hits. And I don't know if that's just you know um, <laughs> trying to overthrow it a little bit with a little bit of an adrenaline, but uh, uh, it, it just didn't seem like they had it uh, this morning. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the nice shot by Caitlin in the fifth for two. That put them up eight to three, and then obviously the Swiss having to to essentially just kind of put all their put everything on the table and go for it they give up a steal of two in the six and that was it 10 to three is uh can team canada defeats the swiss uh didn't even play the last two ends but congratulations to johnny moe and caitlin but uh you know i guess before we talk you know overall success because it does seem like it was a huge success just is the game is so quick is so friendly for tv but you know quick thoughts on matt and becca obviously uh, you know we had obviously hoped for better a better result thought they would certainly i was surprised that they we thought that they would make the playoffs uh was but was really surprised if you when you take a step back that they didn't 
make that top four. They get that first win of against the uh, the Russian athletes in the uh, in the opener, and then after that, it just they struggled with the ice and just could never really seem to put it back together. Winning just what two out of two, uh, they were two and five in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I I was extremely surprised as well. Um, you know, given their results uh, and the tournaments that they've played leading up to it. Um, you know, only having one loss at the Worlds last year um, to a team that um, I believe beat them again at the Olympics. But, um, that, I mean, I still think that you play those guys 10 times, I'd, I'd still take them, you know, 8 out of 10. Um, you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it just seemed, it seemed weird. After that first game, they, were, they just seemed so confident. And they were just kind of, you know, in it together and then that Swiss game um, kind of letting her letting her slip away at the end you know it's it's a weird game um, as far as you know you don't have your sweepers and the skip down their calling line and everything that we're used to mm-hmm. so um, you know you're off by a little bit and you can you know it can get away from you fast but uh, I, I mean I think you know yeah I mean I'm sure they're disappointed but they run that tournament again and I'd, I'd still take them to be a semifinal team yeah Joe? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I think when they were one and three, they were still at the top of the shooting uh, standings for, as a team, which you know just tells you how important each individual shot is in mixed doubles. I mean, you only get to throw five, so each shot is amplified, and I think uh, you make a mistake at the wrong time, and uh, even a team that can shoot a lesser percentage can wind up beating you, and uh, I think that's a little bit of what the case was uh, for for Matt and Becca, particularly early on. I mean, it it sort of got away from them a little bit later, um, but I do think, uh, as you both have said, if you played this event uh, ten times, my guess is they'd probably be in the playoffs at least six or seven of those times, for not more. Yeah, I got a question I want to ask you guys. We'll take a quick break right here. We'll come right back for you know one more segment because we'll do abbreviated podcast here uh, over the next week or so because uh, as we're going to be doing this more frequently, the duration will just be a little bit shorter. But we'll come back, and that's a question that's going to spin off uh, mixed doubles. I'm kind of curious to get your guys' thoughts on uh, about the success and popularity so far that is uh, streaking the nation, as uh, they would say in old school. But um, we'll be right back here on the Extra Extra in podcast uh, with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenix, Chris Plies, Joe Calabrese, and Price Atkinson. We'll be right back. All right, here we go. Final segment here. Chris Plies, Joe Calabrese, and Price Atkinson. But guys, what we were talking before about mixed doubles. I'm, get your thoughts on this. It seems like, obviously, like every year, every Olympics, it comes every four years, that obviously the cur- curling just seems to grow the enormity and the popularity just seems to get bigger and bigger, certainly with social media, that, cer- that helps it. But it seems like, especially with mixed doubles, very little of it. I mean, starting on Thursday, there were some on TV, but it was all delayed. As we sit here on Tuesday after things began, what, last Thursday – the the enormity and popularity that we're seeing every hearing everybody talk, I mean I did a hit on a station in Charlotte this morning Chris and you were telling me over the weekend I mean you're talking about what doing weekly stuff uh, or daily stuff with the station in St. Louis look I mean everybody's talking about it whether it's uh, talk radio TV social media we can't get away from but it just seems like especially with the little that has been on TV and the team stuff hasn't even begun 
that the popularity right now of, of curling, and this I know something that we all are enjoying, but it is soaring at a level unlike that we've seen in the past cycles. What do you guys think? Uh, Joe, do you want to take that one first? Or do you want me to go? Yeah, sure, I'll go. You know, I think that it's really interesting that it doesn't seem to matter mm-hmm. to the general population when uh, these events are on. We, mm-hmm. we aren't seeing much of this live. Much of it's tape delayed, but nobody seems to care. Yeah. And that's really interesting in that, you know, most events, um, and this might be partly because NBC and the main station doesn't promote curling as much as they do on the cable side of things. Um, but if, if you knew, you know, that Lindsey Vaughn had won an event, I think it would have been everywhere um, in mainstream media. Um, but for curling, you kind of need to see it on those cable channels at the time that they show it. Or unless you're in the know and you're listening to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably in the know. Um, but it seems really interesting that uh, no one seems to care when these events are on. And then, you know, as I'm looking through my social media feed and all of these uh, clubs are having learn to curls or, mm-hmm. or open houses. I mean, they're just packed. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. And every year it seems to happen, but every year or every four years it seems to happen. And every four years I seem uh, surprised by it. And I really oughtn't be by now because mm-hmm. we are, uh, I'll know that once people are exposed to the game, they love it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, <clears throat> I totally agree. Um, you know, it's, it's been one of those things. I remember when I was like 16 years old and um, it was one of those things where going to high school and I have to take some time off to go to a tournament or something and, and go places and people be like, Oh, what is curling? Uh, and that is not at all the case. Anymore. Everywhere you go, people are wondering, uh, you know, are aware of the sport um, and, like you said, it just doesn't matter if it's tape delayed. People just love it. And you see all this stuff on Twitter and Facebook and everything. Uh, people from all over the country, from the A-list celebrities, the politicians. I just saw Phil Drobnik was talking with Chelsea Clinton about taking her curling. Um, you know, all this stuff. J.J. Watt hitting up Matt Hamilton. I mean, this is, this is stuff uh, that I think we really just need to – to just keep the put the foot on the on the gas. I mean, like, you know, it, and it, it also doesn't seem it doesn't even seem. I mean, I can't even imagine what would happen. The internet would probably explode uh, if the U.S. wins a medal here. Because I mean, even it's even with the results that you know were less than ideal, people are still just wanting it. They're watching. Not. I mean, even they're not even just watching U.S. Mm-hmm. teams. I mean, they're watching anything that's on. So um, I'm just super stoked on it. I I hope we can. Uh, you know, keep this momentum going. I hope these TV companies are paying attention to the ratings and paying attention to, uh, you know, curling just trending on on every platform. Um, and I hope they I hope they take it seriously. I mean, I don't think it's something that used to be a bit of a novelty and, and something that people would kind of crack jokes on. But um, you know, I, I have noticed, or at least it seems to be that it, there seems to be a little bit less poking fun at the sport and people just genuinely being, mm-hmm. um, you know, drawn to it. And, and for me, um, and I think I can speak for everybody in curling. Um, it's awesome to see, uh, I had a guy on Twitter last night, um, that me and Matt had both kind of exchanged some, um, words with on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. like it was all positive, but you know, it just got me thinking like all these new fans that are coming in, you know, it's, it's gotta be something that collectively as us curlers that have, put it all out there for all these years that you know just get behind these fans get them in get them into clubs get them get them pointed to the games on on youtube and on all of the you know um you know all of the different 
areas that you can still watch curling even when it's not on NBC during the Olympics. So, um, yeah, I'm just super, super stoked on it all. Yeah. It's awesome. And that's a great point you guys make. And by the way, that should tell you everything you need to know when Phil Drobnik and his – I won't even go – just when he is inviting Chelsea Clinton to go curling – that tells you everything you know where you can put by, you make bygones bygones because that would be a heck of a <laughs> partnership but i'm not i'm going to digress from there because the point you guys make about it really doesn't matter that it's on delay or not i mean i think that only matters to us and probably most all of our listeners but to the general public who are just captivated who really only see it once every 4 years they don't give a damn if it's if it's you know they're I mean I'm replaying a game right now I think for the third time on television right now one of the the semifinal game with the Russians in the in the in Norway but the point is the people are just captivated and they just want to see it and they're or, or, or just taking it in in waves. You know it should be interesting now that CNBC is going to have like a daily curling uh, show basically. Uh, I think it's starting at five p.m. Eastern every day. I mean. I can't imagine once people realize, hey, I can tune in at this time every day to this station and know that it's going to be there for the next two weeks. I, it, I think Chris is right. If, if uh, either Schuster or Roth makes a, a significant run, this, the country's going to kind of go crazy. Yeah. And I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, I, I'm God. We're all there with you. And I mean, shout outs to Dean Gimmel, our man who is in uh, in Stamford, Connecticut. I believe he's helping out with uh, Fred Rogan and the CNBC uh, stuff all, all week. Was out there all weekend. I believe was I, there last week. I heard. Sorry, I heard him described as curling legend Dean Gimmel. What on the, on the, <laughs> the telecast? So I think I'm going to be using that from now on as his uh, his nickname, Curling Legend. <laughs> Dean Gimmel, Curling Legend. I think that'd be more applicable to young Chris Plies who we have on with us nah. now. Come on, yeah, no, that's Deanie boy, man. That's <laughs> I love it. All right, I'm start using that too. I'm changing his name on my phone. I think right after we're done with this interview. All right, so <laughs> very good. All right, who was it mentioned celebrity? So one more question for you guys before we talk about the uh, team competitions getting going tonight. Uh, so all these celebrities are kind of uh, hopping in the mix. I was kind of making a little bit of an unofficial list here. Give me the one that you guys would draft to celebrity skip your team, Mister T. J.J. Watt, Christy Swanson, Jimmy Fallon, Chelsea Clinton, Harry Connick Jr. I think I got most of them. If I left one out, please add one. But who would you take to celebrity skip your team? And, Chris, don't say you would just pick one to be your lead, that you'd be the celebrity skip again like you were this weekend. (laughs) Don't go there. Okay. (laughs) Man, I'm taking tea all day. Tea? All day. Yeah. I got to agree with you, Chris. I mean, just from my own childhood growing up, I mean – you got to you got to take Mr. T. I mean, can oh, you no doubt. I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping that next Halloween I'm not even hoping next Halloween I'm going as a curler <laughs> but dressed up with a bunch of gold chains. I mean, that that's stuff is going to be excited. All right, let me make a <laughs> let me make a play right now. Do you think you could curl your first game at Nationals when we'll all be in Fargo together here in a couple of weeks? Do you think you could curl that first game dressed up like Mr. T? <laughs> I don't know if I can afford the gold chains, but if somebody wants to get me some, I'll definitely wear them. Come on, O O to T, O to Red Bull. Come on, Plies, have some fun. You got your oh, your, yeah. your fun was stopped at the door at the Olympic trials in Omaha. It's time to let loose. All right. <laughs> well, it depends. If we play Richie the first game, uh, I would assume I I could get away with wearing the gold chains, a little extra weight. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it just depends on who we're playing, I guess. 
All right, uh, team competition gets going tonight. Schuster against uh, Korea. Certainly Nina will be playing, what, I believe midnight my time, uh, Joe's time, uh, what, 11 o'clock your time, Chris, uh, a little bit later. So, I mean, we, there's not a whole lot. We talked about it a little bit over the weekend. Uh, Joe, you and I have talked about it quite a bit. But just, you know, Chris, your thoughts on, on uh, John and Nina's chances. I mean, where, how do you think this plays out? Where do you uh, – I, I guess start with John. I, to me, I think the schedule is favorable for him getting out of the gate. No doubt. Um, yeah, no doubt. I was looking at the schedule this morning, and if they can rattle off those first three wins that I think that they should be able to get, um, you know, I, th- I think I think it's going to be good. I think this team is really uh, going to be heavily dependent on, on how Ty comes out to play. Um, you know, over the last few years, he's just shown that he's, you know, he's got a great soft game, uh, and he sees the game very well. He's got a very high IQ um, with curling, which I think has been great for him and John. They just, you know, they see the game well, um, and they seem to get the most out of, uh, you know, they're not, they know what each other's strengths and weaknesses are, and they really play well to those. Um, I would put John um, right now, I, I think they're the, you know, to be very honest, I, I have them at like that four spot, um, but that's not saying that I I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the gold medal game either. Um you know, they're, they're a great team. John has become a hell of a skip. Uh, I have nothing but respect for the guy. Uh, you know, over the, over the years, we've, I've gotten the chance to play with them. Uh, we've kind of, you know, seen each other quite a bit. And yeah, I mean, I, as, as a competitor and as much as it sucks not to be there, I, I, I do have a lot of, a lot of respect for him. So, yeah. um, but yeah, just get to the, I mean, it's not the same page type format. So, I mean, you just get to that semifinal, um, you win one game and, and you're playing for to be an Olympic champion. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see them, to see them there on the podium. Yeah. Joe, Chris, would you, yeah, I was going to ask Chris, do you see like the swing games probably for John to be maybe against even and maybe to cruise? Um, yeah. Sort of the team sort of in their same ballpark. Yeah. That I, I have the, I think him and to cruise are, are really close. Um, you know, I'd say it. Yeah. It, it, that's, I mean, I have a Dean in my top two, but geez, I think John's beat him like five or six times in a row. Um, so they yeah. seem to have that team's number. Um, but I mean, overall results in the last few years, I mean, I just, I don't think there's really any argument. And I, I don't even think those guys, I mean, maybe they would argue me with it, but I mean, those two teams are, you know, I've just won so much. Um, but I, I, I think that my, my final four is Canada, Sweden, U.S. and Switzerland. Um I think it'll be interesting to see what Kyle Smith's team shows up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of Alzard team shows up. They seem to be, um, you know, can beat anybody, but sometimes, you know, they just, the last few years, they don't seem to have those same results that we had seen uh, from them. Yeah. And what on the, on the ladies' side, um, how does this, I mean, home, there's, sorry, I mean, Holman is the unquestioned favorite. If she does not win a gold medal, I mean, color us all shocked. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I mean, Holman, I mean, it's curling. I mean, you can go through the cliches and anybody, yeah. can beat anybody at any time, but, um, and I'll throw another cliche out there. It's, I mean, I think it's their tournament to lose. Um, Rachel just seems to be unstoppable. Um, she, that, that team is just front to back, incredibly talented. They're, they seem very tight. Um, and they've really just, elevated the women's I mean there's a few other teams you could throw in there with them but they've really just elevated the the level of women's play and have 
I think forced forced everybody else to to try and keep up with them. Um, so uh, Anna Hasselborg, I mean, definitely insanely talented team as well that I've just put insane amounts of work in. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Joe. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about Roth and and then looking at the schedule, and they have Hasselberg last in the draw. So I think they're going to need to make their hay early on here. Uh, they get home at about halfway through the draw. Um, I think if they can wind up uh, three and two after five games, they've got a real good shot. Um, but that Hasselberg game is sort of looming at the end, and they, hopefully they won't need it. Um, but it, is that a pretty dangerous team? Yeah, absolutely. If I if I remember correctly, when Nina won that event, which was I believe in Portage, uh, super high high level event. I want to say they may have beat Hasselborg in the final, if my yeah. memory serves me. Yeah, correct. they did. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they're, they're definitely no stranger to these teams. But um, yeah, I'm very interested to see what you know what a lot of these girls. Uh, I mean, I think all of them have never played in an Olympics before, um, so. Jeez, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, it, it's one of those things when you get to the Olympics, you train your whole life for it, and you're still not ready for how big of a of a scope uh, is on it. So, um, I just I just hope that they go out there and have fun, keep it loose. Um, I think that's gonna be huge. You you want to you start getting all tight up and bound up against these teams that have all been there before and um, kind of done that, and it might might spell um, you know trouble. Well, it gets going tonight. Uh, you know, excited to see John and these guys uh, take the ice. And talked to uh, talked to Ty this morning. He said he was, "Hey, it's go time. Ready, they're ready to go." And I'm sure, probably just like you guys, Chris, and back in 2010, that that night before that sleep, uh, you know, maybe not been over there as long as these guys have. You know, trying to get ready, adjusted to time change and all that, because you guys were in Sochi, so it wasn't quite as involved being away from home, but I'm sure just antsy is really the only word to describe it that night before wanting to get on the ice and play that first game. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were actually in, uh, I was actually with those guys in Vancouver, Vancouver. Um, yeah, so, it even, so it was even easier. Yeah. That's what um, I meant. Yeah. But, uh, no. Yeah. It's a lot of nerves. It's a lot of everything. And, you know, granted I was, you know, just over there to be, give them everything I could. Um, but it, it yeah, I mean, it's just an incredible, an incredible feeling laying in bed, being like, damn, we're going to be walking out into an arena full of people um, in an entire country uh, watching. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty incredible feeling. And uh, I think these guys are going to be ready, though. Yeah, well, just to let everybody know, we'll be back in a day, a couple days. Joe, don't know exactly when we'll podcast again. Really kind of depends on everybody's schedule, but... If uh, if Mr. Plies can do it again, would love to have you back. Uh, I will say that Tom Howell wants a part of the action, Chris. So I think we're going to have to give him a bite of the apple at some point. Maybe we can get him on with all of us, and maybe we could just uh, make this a much bigger roundtable next time. What do you say? <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. I love I love talking with Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is a gem, no yeah. doubt. Let's get him on. We'll trash talk him together. How about that one? Because that guy, <laughs> that, he takes it in stride. The incredible gentleman that he is. All right, you want to listen to any former, uh, any previous episodes? I shouldn't say former. Previous episodes of the Extra Extra In. You can listen to it. You remember subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts on your smartphone, Blog Talk Radio. It's right there. TESN.us forward slash podcast, the home of the 12th and Sports Network. You can listen to it right there, Joe. 
uh, Stitcher, Google Play. What there's just so many ways you can listen to it. Again, we got previous episodes. If there's one you missed, if there's an interview you want to particular, you, you, you got particular interest. You know, somebody like Chris Plies, you just can't get enough of them. Go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. We got you covered, and we will have you covered here through the next couple weeks. But Chris, Joe, fun. We'll be back in a couple days here on the Extra Extra End. I guess really the only thing left to say is go Team USA. Absolutely. And, hey, I just one last thing. Uh, Joe, you guys, just wanted to thank you guys um, for just all the work you guys have done in promoting our sport, you know, TESN, um, letting people like my grandparents that can't always make it to, to these events, uh, giving them a chance to watch. Uh, you guys are very much appreciated. Um, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys hopefully out in Fargo as well. Sounds good, Chris. You always keep us uh, on our toes with the bleep button, so uh, we appreciate that too. <laughs> My grandma appreciates the bleep button as well. So <laughs> I'm thinking, we... right, man, we'll catch you in a couple weeks, if not sooner, man. Sounds good. Thank yeah, you guys. might have to get flies up in the booth with us this time, depending on how it all shakes out, regardless. But we'll be back here in a couple days on the extra extra end for Joe Calabrese, Chris Plies, Price Atkinson. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by Isogenics. Ready for a different kind of distance? In South Dakota's open spaces, there's room to ride, Stop and explore. When you're ready to travel, great places are waiting. Learn more at TravelSouthDakota.com. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Let's get it out of here. Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins tonight on TNT.